Welcome, I'm John Lynch and I'm the host of The Discarded Compass, the podcast for the seasoned seeker. If this resonates, please subscribe to us for future episodes. So without further ado, sit back, relax and join me and my guest as we deep dive into the mystery of spiritual enlightenment. Welcome everybody to this episode of The Discarded Compass and you are more than welcome and thank you so much for all the brilliant feedback and emails and the support. We really appreciate it. And this episode we have the wonderful Tim Cliss and welcome Tim. How are you sir? Yeah, very well, thanks. That was After a, sp- a few, yeah, it's been a trauma yeah. just the last 10 minutes but other than that I'm good. Yeah, we, we just got there. We we're having some technical, te- te- technical issues and uh, Tim enlightened me. And, and I'm all better now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Tim, how did this all start? It's hard. It started somewhere in your youth. You had some experience going up yeah. a mountain of some sorts, was it? Yeah. It wasn't my youth. Uh, well, no, I mean, relative to my age now, it was my youth. Um, okay. What was I? I, I can't, what age would I be? 32. That's your youth, yeah. Yeah, we'll call it youth. I didn't feel it was youth. I had two kids, so I didn't feel like youth really then, but relatively. So what happened? What happened? I was walking up. Um, I was I was on an out, outdoor pursuits trip. I was a PE teacher, and I took um, 110 year seven, first year secondary school kids camping in the Peak District near Derbyshire near Matlock and we were we were on a hike we were hiking across the peak and uh, we were walking up um, a wooded it's not they're not called tours but it's like a rocky outcrop but with all it's all wooded so you can't actually see the rocks until you actually get in the woods as you climb up and after that you can't say what happened <laughs> but my description after was um, time stopped I knew the rocks and the trees, and they knew me. There was no rocks and trees. There was no me. And it didn't last for any time. There was not, um, I didn't actually, there was no, it wasn't like I stopped. And then there was this, it wasn't even a moment. That's how it was. But it was, it was completely overwhelming. And yeah, I just carried on as though nothing had happened, but I couldn't, it was like nothing else had ever happened like that. So then that just set me off. What the hell was that all about? And from then on, I was a seeker. But of course, I've been a seeker the rest of my life anyway, but just in different in a different way. But with that one experience, I wanted to know, because it was undeniably true. That's the other aspect of it. I could have just treated it as an aberration, you know, it was some kind of psychic or or even spiritual. But do you know, I had no sense of that at all. All it was was absolutely as it is, really. And then the rest of my life was never quite the same afterwards because it had a tinge of, well, this isn't actually how it is. And yet it is. But I kind of forgot. I, I kind of pushed it back. I remember I came back and I tried to tell people about it. Because I, I was, it was so awesome. It was, <laughs> it was so incredible. I just thought people will be, people will be amazed that this, this is what's happened. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> no fucker was interested. I mean, I mean, at any level, not even a shred of interest. It was like, it was like I tell them this is what happened. This is what happened, and it was like it just went straight through them. Nothing touched, and they just carried on talking about whatever they were talking about. I didn't get a single positive. I didn't even get negative responses. It was ignored. And I went, wow, this is, this is just, for, you know, this is just for me. It's not to be shared. So I guess I stopped sharing. I stopped sharing that experience straight away, but um, it wouldn't go away. So you, you had no support sort of. You, you, you no, no, because I didn't have any, I had no. No benchmark, yeah. I, I had no spiritual background or. Mm. The irony, there is some irony. I was actually about to become an RE teacher as a Crocs old PE teacher, I was about to start teaching religion. Once I started teaching religion, and then I, I learned a bit about Hinduism and Buddhism, and so I found Zen, and then I found Advaita, and uh, mm. and I, I sort of, it was like it was whispering to me. It wasn't. It wasn't what. It was like. Um, it seems now really obvious that every human being's experience of this is utterly unique. And there is a great myth that everyone will experience. There is this true experience, but there isn't a true experience. The experience is through a character, through a human being. And that, although there are echoes of it, oh, that's kind of it, but not it. That's kind of it, but that's it. That hints at it, but that's not really so I never found anything that was um, on the money mm. <laughs> till I, until I heard Lisa Cairns, believe it or not. It was Lisa Cairns I first heard. Well, I heard Lisa Cairns and then I heard, and then I, then I was obsessed. I just, I'd found this word non-duality and then I went, oh, well, it'll be, I've got to listen to every, every single human being who ever has spoken about this. And then I can I can understand it because it felt that through through understanding, then I would um, it would make sense. That's really what I was trying to make sense of it. And of course, I was a seeker of the truth because what that experience told me was that that was true, and this isn't. That's I think that's I think that's the biggest problem with what we could what's usually called awakening experiences is they hint at oh, I've had a glimpse of the truth of reality. Mm. This isn't, that is. And that's the biggest, I mean, of course, what more seeking energy could you want than saying this isn't the truth, this isn't real. That was, and I could find it again. And, you know, that's the seeker. But what was the difference between that experience and this apparent this that isn't really an enlightened state? <laughs> no, this isn't a state. This has nothing to do with any... This is not experiential in any way. So there's no difference between the two? None. Because exper experiences are just what they are, you know. So there's no experience or really, Tim, is, is what no. you're saying. What's no. that like? I mean, it's hard for people to seek or to understand this. It's, it's exactly like it is when there's um, an experiencer, <laughs> when there's me having the experience... There isn't the, this illusory sense of being the possessor of experience, the, the claimer of experience. 
the claiming stops. And that's all I was, it seems. I was just simply the claiming of life for myself. And yeah, there's the, no, the, the, claiming, the claiming has always been, you could say, false anyway. So yeah. that maybe that's what makes well, it so difficult for people to understand. You know? <laughs> well, there, well, there, is, there isn't anything to understand. but To comprehend or realise. No, there isn't at all. Nothing. No. I can't emphasise that enough. This is not a realisation. I've realised, fuck all. It's absolutely the loss of the <laughs> the possibility that I could ever realise. It's the worst thing that could ever happen to me, which is that there's no longer the sense of I could know the truth. I could realise reality. I could awaken. I could become enlightened. It's the total death, the annihilation of all of those possibilities. That's what we're speaking of. It's the shittest thing ever for self to hear. But that is that is the only freedom, because while there is this sense of I could, it's possible, I may, if I dream, if I work, if I whatever, whatever stories I tell about the possibility that I could get nearer, that I was there, and then I could get back. So is there much of a sense of time for you there, like in what happens? No, but yet, yes, time is exactly the same as it is, was, was before, apparent in the appearance. So, yeah, it appears exactly the same. There's, there isn't anything, um, this is so, what I'm speaking of is the, it's almost the antithesis of that awakening experience which was wow beyond wow. It was unspeakably incredible. What I'm speaking of is absolutely ordinary in a way that <laughs> I would have detested as myself because I was always seeking the extraordinary. Okay. I wanted more of that. I wanted more of those experiences. I didn't want this mundane, everyday simply awesome life i mean the simplicity is the awesomeness whereas i was always seeking the incredible so i mean there isn't anything much more ironic than it seems in the story the awakening was the catalyst that led to in the story that led to the death of the one who might awaken so <laughs> after the experience there was some sort of seeking to understand what happened right Massively so, so, yeah. when did that clear up for you as such, I was going to say? It was like it just, it started really slowly. I was I was trying to avoid, well, once I realised no one wanted to hear, I, I, I stopped looking. But then just, you know how life is, I've, I found things that seemed to bring it back up. And then it just started to escalate and snowball. And then it became all-consuming. Like I think they say the Eastern traditions, they say you're in the tiger's mouth as such. Yeah, yeah. and I, that really is. That's not a bad analogy. Yeah. I quite like the. Um, it's like um, this is very topical. It's like, <laughs> it's like catching the virus, and um, you can be as asymptomatic for quite a long time, but um, 
this is a virus that will kill you. It's, mm. it's just, um, you just don't know how and when the symptoms will start to appear. And there are no customers for this. And it takes me back to when you had that experience, you're trying to explain that to the people you're on the hike with. I mean, there are literally no customers for this. Nobody really wants to know about it, Tim, do they? It's tiny. Mm. I mean, <laughs> now this has become, you could say this is what I do. Mm. I speak about this. You do this full time, right? Full time. <laughs> that's I mean, time. that's that's quite a joke. I don't Excuse do the pun. I don't do it full time. I, you know, I, you I speak it. about I speak about <laughs> it. For it was once a week, then twice a week, yeah. then three or four times a week, maybe. Is there a passion for it? Like, is there is there some sort? Of, like, I was t- listening to other speakers, and they say, you know, it's just the most fascinating subject they can talk about. Yeah, you know, you, you have realization. You get to the point of you know, there's nobody there. And the next thing, it kicks off again and people start talking about it. It's for it's a never-ending story, isn't it, you know, in some respects? The thing is, it is just another story. That's mm. the other thing. It's, I mean, that's liberating in itself. I don't take this seriously. You know, that's, that is all for me, you know. Mm. I don't take myself seriously. I don't take this message seriously. It's not. Life isn't serious. Um, the whole, all of the seriousness of, of life is because my life is a serious business and that that can sound heartless but it's quite the opposite it's really much more compassionate than when i'm totally obsessed with my the seriousness of my life so this awakening for anyone can really have have some sort of a change apparently in their life you know well i've read stories and heard people speak of their life changed very little i would be absolutely amazed if that's the case okay yeah of course anything could be the case but because what motivates most human beings to do and be in the way that their life is lived is through me is in relation to me if that stops appearing that energy of this is my life then most of the motivation to do what that human being was doing is likely not to turn up along with themselves. You know, the energy to be good, to be to be conscientious, to work hard, to achieve, to get somewhere, to become the human, you know, to be fulfilled. Um, all of the common aims that selves have, we're talking about, we're talking about the death of those. The old ideas and programmings can can end, yeah. Yeah, I mean, interestingly, a lot of I mean, habitual stuff doesn't seem to end, but because a lot of a lot of habits are just literally, I think, just conditioned bodily rather than in relation to self. What what seemed to fall away here was motivation to work and be a good like good citizen. No, that's dead as shit. Um, good person, no. And all of that is, I mean, it may well be that as a human being, I'm a better human being now in others, others' eyes. But do you know what, what really, what really falls away and stops appearing is, is caring about that. Yeah. That false reference point, which, you know, everything reflects onto that. How, how will, how will my behavior reflect on me? Yeah. And yet you keep reflecting to it and it's not there. I mean, no wonder you get cut in it because it isn't there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's why this is a compassionate message. Mm. It can sound nihilistic. It can sound as though it doesn't really care, but it's quite the opposite. 
is 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 very I mean it is ruthless there's no doubt about that it is uncompromisingly ruthless and uh but it is about love because this this is already absolutely complete and whole as it is and there is no greater love than that so it's it's very <laughs> to call it love may sound wrong but it's it's a love that isn't about right and wrong you know and what what love tends to be is the antithesis of hate but of course this is a love that doesn't exclude this because everything is already included and that this is all there is and there's an inclusiveness about that that does feel like love it's like there's um everything is allowed maybe absolutely everything is already allowed without anyone needing to allow it but that should be enough for anyone want to chase this yet yeah, people you would, you would think <laughs> see you can you speak, the trouble with this is yeah. when cells hear, when the self hears this message there are bits of this message that self hears and goes oh shit that's beautiful man yeah. and then there's the other bits of it and they go <laughs> fuck off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. want the love, but I don't want I don't want the death of hope. I don't want yeah. I don't want the you know the death of time. You know, I need time to fulfill my dreams and my hopes and my fantasies. Or or the greatest one, free will. Does that mean I'll have no free will? People will say, you know. Well, the I mean, thing is, you know, it doesn't mean you won't have free will. No, there is just no one having free will. That's the. That's <laughs> There's the, free will, but worse. nobody has it. That's worse. That's much worse. <laughs> is there appearance of free will? Yeah, of course there is. You go to the coffee shop, and there's there's six cakes, and it appears that you choose coffee, and then you go, oh no, I'll have carrot cake, and of course that happens. The illusion is that you're doing the choosing. That's all. That's that's the lie of free will. Not mm. that there isn't free will appearing. You can't choose before you choose, can you? I mean, no, you know no, exactly. So there isn't. It's just that the cho- choosing is a real natural thing that happens. Mm. I mean, it's it's so it's ridiculously ordinary because the uh, this because you can't get. People want to debate free will with me because they think, you know, they've heard non-duality is that there's no free will. Mm-hmm. And then I go, oh, no, free will's fine. And they go, what do you mean? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? And uh, <laughs> I went, of course there's free will. You can choose a cake, can't you? <laughs> then, then you've got someone that, that doesn't want free will. I mean, it's, 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 it's like, you know. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's neither anyone to have free will or to not have free will. The interesting point, uh, just one thing that came up for me, I don't have many questions really rehearsed for, for these talks, and I like it to be like that. But one thing that came up was the idea of someone having free will and choosing things in their life, you know, and then meeting non-duality, right? And if you introduce this message to these people that haven't been introduced to non-duality, they will say, well, of course there's a me. This is ridiculous. You are crazy. Yeah. But, you know, there are so many holes in that that idea. You know, I mean, you were probably up to the age of three. You weren't there until someone conditioned you into it. I mean, there are so many holes in this idea anyway, Tim, you know? Well, um, yeah. And, I, and for me, the most obvious, yeah, of course, everyone knows this about what is the most appealing thing about a one-year-old child when it's just started toddling and um, hasn't got language yet, but is still communicating, can, you know, ask for things and 
is very interacting, but there is no sense of self. Because I, th- I think it's, I mean, I heard Tony Parsons say this loads of times, that it's around 18 months. Okay. And I think it is between 18 months and two years that that's, that's when the self forms. And every, uh, I don't know if you know, but I've got a two-year-old son. So I've been mon- monitoring the progress of his self very close, closely. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing, I like it because uh, he, he doesn't say I at all. He says my, my which is, uh, I mean, it's the sweetest self you could ever hear, isn't it? So my want that, my do that, my. <laughs> and it's so, it's so self-absorbed. Yeah. And, of course, all the tantrums that come two and a half to three and a half, that is when self is just, it's like expanding exponentially in its in its trying to control and possess its own little tiny part of the world, you know? Mm. And so tantrums galore. They're just about to start when he wants something. My wants it. And um yeah. I don't know what I was going to say now. Yeah, I just I, started I, I, thinking le- of him. Yeah, leading off that. I mean, yeah, it, it, it does matter. I mean, even when you're asleep, you're not there. But if someone bangs in the window, you wake up, like, I mean. Well, yeah, in a, in a very real way. I mean, self does die every night, yeah. I mean, how that's overlooked by self. Self doesn't even want to even go near that. And yet it's under, if you say to any self, they'll go, oh, yeah, I suppose that's true. But self doesn't hear it and self doesn't go near it that it disappears, utterly disappears. And they love that. They love deep sleep. You know, they love being in deep sleep. Like, Well, self longs for sleep. That's, that's the irony of this whole message is this is absolutely longed for by self and desperately and, and terribly feared, you know, because it's, so I long for the loss of myself, for the non-appearance of myself, because I give myself such a hard time. And I long for rest and peace from that energy of, constantly seeking constantly checking constantly oh so i need to reward myself then i berate myself and then i reward myself and i all of that that energy is just utterly exhausting so self longs for sleep more than anything but is terrified and the only thing that compensates self about going into deep sleep is that i'll wake up again in the morning that illusion of time is necessary for self to be okay with going to sleep. <clears throat> That's interesting. Never thought of that. I never thought of that part of it. The time thing, you know. Yeah, because yeah. time, time and self are one and the same illusion of con- of continuity. So this, the biggest, I would say, the biggest change in perception is exactly the same. But what has changed is the sense that this is continuous. That life continues. That life goes on that life happened, is happening and will happen. There's no sense of that at all. So is there, there's nothing happening and happening at the same time or as such, or is there? Well, the, the only thing that is happening is what's happening. Nothing yeah. happening isn't happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. there is, yeah. so I know you've heard that a million times. No, and I say it as well, <clears throat> but it can sound like, okay, so you're aware, whereas me, you know, as a self, me, I'm just aware of what's happening. But you, because you've died, you're now aware of nothing happening yeah. as well. Nothing happening. Fuck yeah. off. No. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no awareness of nothing happening. It's fucking nothing happening. There's no awareness of that. <laughs> There's no seeing that. You can't hear it and feel it. It's not. That's why it's unspeakable, because we're talking about 
emptiness, nothingness, silence, just as words attempting to describe the unchanging, really, the unknowable and the unchanging. There's a feeling here sometimes of um, of it being somehow a, a potentiality, you know? Potentiality? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sound too nihilistic, but really this is the death of potentiality. There's no more potential because this is this is the end and the beginning, you know, so there isn't anything to come after this. And potentiality always is absolutely adored by self because potentiality is possibility and is hope and is potential. So this could appear as anything, which is, don't get me wrong, that is true, but it's also not true because there is only this appearance already. So in that sense, there's no potential. It's everything appears. It's like it ings. Well, the, the only thing that appears is what's appearing, though. You know, there isn't what will potentially appear, is there? I mean... I, I It's like verbing or something, I don't know. I am only stating the bleeding obvious. It's I have no just, idea. What I, what I really mean is there is only what's happening, which is what's happening, which is fucking obvious. And the, the potentiality is just an idea that appears. As You know, potentiality is an idea. Now, this appearance isn't an idea. It's all that there is. Then we speak about it, yes. or we think about it, and they're all ideas. And usually, I touched on another talk. It was kind of like, you know, there's a there has to be an end and a start, a start and an end to everything. Mm-hmm. How did this all start, or did it start? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to comprehend that it never started or would finish. That's very difficult. Well, that is what we're speaking of. That's mm. why you've heard lots of speakers talk about this as not knowing. Yeah. Well, that's that's why it's called. That's why it's spoken of as not knowing. It's not knowing and not caring that there's not knowing, rather than needing to know. Because really, the death of self is the death of the need to know. Because there's only there's only <laughs> there's only I need to I need to know, and there's a reason I need to know. Because if I know, then I'll be number one. I'll be special because there's not many people know the truth. <laughs> there's a reason why conspiracy theories are so popular. Because they set me yeah. apart as special straight away. I'm not. I'm not going with the herd. I don't follow those sheep. I know the truth. You know, there's nothing self likes more than that shit. This is nothing to do with knowing the truth. This is that that truth is unknowable. Reality is unknowable, and in that is the peace that passes all understanding. There, in the phrase, it actually says it. It's fuck all to do with understanding, as Jesus said. <laughs> Did he say? That's what he said. I know. I'm sure he did, you know. I'm, paraf- uh, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is past understanding. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What, how, how that feels now is that what he meant by that, or what is meant by that is understanding is superfluous. It's irrelevant. It makes no There is understanding, and understanding can be, it can be obvious that is simply thought, idea, concepts, belief, which has no intrinsic worth or value of any kind. How does, how does anybody approach this subject? I mean, how could they approach this? What would you say to them? I can tell you how I approached it. I read every book I could get. I watched every YouTube I could watch. I listened to every speaker. Everyone who had ever mentioned that they were speaking about non-duality because from that awakening experience, that was the overwhelming sense that there mm. was. So what was out there 
and what was in here were the same. That was that was the essence of it, really. I mean, you they know? wouldn't be even be the same, would they? They're just no. There's just no knowing. Yeah, yeah. But then, okay, yeah, not too, not different. Yeah, so it's not the same, but not different. But the one without a second, or you know, yeah, kind of thing, yeah. Or... Oh, that's Sailor Bob. You see, yeah, I, I like I, Sailor Bob. I know, yeah. I, 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 I know who says what because I, I really did. I mean, I consumed. I was obsessed, and so I'm guessing that's what you'll do if this. If this message, if this message is heard and it resonates, or woe betide, you have an awakening experience, which will be, you know, in comparison with what you've called ordinary life. It's just, it's like, oh, I know what I should have said is that it did. It remind me I had heard of the veil. There was the the illusory veil. Now I had heard of that, and that came to me. I mean, I, I say I wasn't a spiritual seeker before, and I wasn't, but I had heard that there was an illusory veil that could just be lifted. And that is, I did have a sense of that, oh, that's what's happened. It doesn't mean anything, but I did think that. Has life settled down now for you as such? Has, has everything sort of naturalised or after all these awakenings and things, has it, has it become so, somehow normal or, you know? I, I, honestly, I only had that one experience. That's fucking did me. I know. Look how long it took in the story. How long did it take to? I mean, I'm saying no time. Well, I'm 59 now, so you know, from 32 to 59, it's long enough. That's quite long. You could say that's stewing in the pot a long time, isn't it? Mm. But I mean, all stories just don't mean anything at all. There is no. And I, I would think uh, there's there's less suffering for for someone after this happens as such or the non-event. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's why I speak about it. Do you really? Yeah, because it, yeah. it it does alleviate the sufferer. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, he's dead. The story, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he, well, I say he's dead. He never lived. So it's like it's worse than dead. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a real mourning. I, I, there were there were te- the tears just wouldn't stop when it was undeniable it wasn't that tim had died it was that tim never was that what i'd call myself not tim but much more intimate than my name cuz self the the whole sense of self is much more intimate than what you know anything superficial so it's much more intimate than body and so the loss of it is uh shouldn't be underestimated although nothing is lost the I cried for how much effort had been made to for Tim to be okay with himself. You know, for, for all in vain. I cried for how much effort he tried to make himself good enough to heal himself. To the thousands of self-help books, not thousands, hundreds of self-help books, all the therapy, all the all the trying to make himself okay, mm-hmm. good enough, really. And and after, was, after the experience, life is still there, you know? Yeah, I will um, say, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've, I've, I spoke about the experience, that, that awakening experience for me, for me now, if I, if I think about it in the story, all, all that was, was the catalyst to become a seeker. I mean, I didn't have any more awakenings, honestly. I didn't, there were no, there were no other, nothing else like that ever happened again in the story. In the next 25 years, nothing, nothing at all. Not even remotely, not even, you know, a lower level, you know, less dramatic or, and that's not, because I think one of the, one of the problems that one of the 
the pitfalls of being a seeker is I'm waiting until I have that awakening experience as a constant state, as a that's how life will be. Well, I tell you what, if life was like that, you're not going to get the washing done. You're not going to get, <laughs> you're not going to get, you know, in a state of bliss, like this, a, some kind of permanent state of bliss. And a lot of spiritual teachings tend to reinforce that idea. And what I'm speaking of is not a state at all. I don't, I don't feel it's st- all states just come and go. And what we're speaking of is a, it just can't be described. I haven't got a word for this deafening silence, empty fullness, changeless changing, any, any two opposites, you know, this, this light darkness, this, anything that we've taken to be opposites and everything is present. It's like we live in a contrast, don't we? The mind works in ob- objectifying everything and it's historic. And yeah. And it's interesting because the, the, the ability to work in contrast just it naturally just appears in the same way. It's just never believed ever again. It's never believed. That's, so there are contrasts, but they're not believed. That's very hard to comprehend, Tim. Contrasts are exactly the same as before. But it's very hard to comprehend that, that there's objectifying, but there's no objectifier. I mean, yeah, exactly that. That's like, it's, that is exactly, I mean, that's about as close as you're going to get. There is objectifying. Yeah, of course. There appears to be objects. See, this is the, that's the end point, isn't it? That's very hard to describe. It's very hard to bring someone beyond that. I mean, what happens? Objects, are, there can only be objects if there's an objectifier. But that's me claiming the objects as mine as the objectifier. There is no objectifier. But there are objects. Yeah, seemingly, yeah. Just the same. I know. I'm trying to be the devil's advocate here again. You well, know, the thing I, is, I mean, imagine me saying that there aren't objects and then I just go and pick up the cup. Yeah, I mean, I, or a hot cup. I mean, you're going to know pretty quick if you pick up a hot poker, whether it's an object or not. Exactly. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, we are talking that there is absolutely no, I mean, really, there's no difference at all in what we'd call perceptual experience or experiential experience. It's exactly the same. But it's empty of the one who claims it as I'm having it. There is just having it. No one having it. <laughs> and do you know, no. it's so much better. It's so much better having it and it not being yours. It's much better. But is there a difference in having it and no one having it? <laughs> well, no, there isn't anyone having it. It's just... This is this is already having. This is had. This is, you know, there's no getting. This is already got. But it's quite astonishing, though, Tim. You know, if you take someone's cruise missile, you're going to be in trouble because they think you got their, you know, they want it back, you know. I mean, <laughs> there's going to be trouble. Yeah, and of course, I don't. Know? If I go into a shop and I get and claim there's no ownership, you know, I, I just take what I want. Surprisingly, yeah. um I don't know. Yeah, you don't. I think there's, I'm less likely to do rash or what you'd call radical or nonconformist behavior. You don't care whether you conform or not, but of course. I don't care really too much, but you have to play the game. Like a lot of what we call rebellion or rebellious is all me. That's all me wanting to be a rebel. Yeah, but leading back to what you said there previously about being authentic was, was what I heard you say was sort of like there's an authentic life happening and it's naturally programmed however the setup is there's natural programming you know 
But that might pertain to like here, it, it took off in different directions. I was seeking for a couple of decades and it went off in different directions. Uh, it just left the spiritual arena totally. And I do this for fun because I love it. But anything can happen. It doesn't mean you're going to sit in a rock all your life. I mean, you could turn out to be, doesn't mean, I, I, I kind of think there's a natural programming in the body. There's a natural programming of this, the setup is there for, for what to happen. Oh, with, without a doubt. I mean, I don't even necessarily think of it as programming. It's just like the the tree doesn't have to have a self to, you yeah. know, to grow the leaves. It's exactly the same. And as certain trees will grow in certain areas, you know. So, you know, you could have a tree that's actually planted in the wrong area, but it goes, oh, yeah, OK, I get it now. You know, it's an oak tree, not a, it should be growing on a, in a field, not up a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a sort of an adjustment, you know. Yeah, there can be. Yeah. Yeah. So really, there's an authenticity that can happen. There's no difference between authentic and inauthentic anymore. It's that this is authentic in a way that would be unimaginable to me because I'm always looking for, okay, what's real and unreal and making that distinction, what's authentic and inauthentic, what's facade and what's the real, you know, the genuine article. Well, there is no such thing. Yeah, looking for authenticity is more the seeking again. Looking for is is yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm really talking in relation to human beings. So, and what self does is go well. He's authentic, but she's she's totally false, and it's all front and it's all facade and completely inauthentic. And I'm not interested in inauthentic. I want authenticity. And again, that's that's all for me. Well, there is nothing. There is nothing less authentic about someone a human being who is putting on a you know say they've got a a smile every day when inside they're you know feeling like total shit that's not not inauthentic that's that's uh authentic authentically putting on a front you know that's it's all i think what i mean to say is it's all innocent and that that can be well that can't be denied Whereas I would always think some were guilty and some were innocent, you know, as human beings. So I can look at all animals as innocent and trees as innocent and the clouds as innocent. But human beings, because they have a self and I have a self and I'm the chooser and I can choose to be authentic or inauthentic, then so can they. And from that root is all the all the judgment of some some people are authentic and others are not. I don't. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I like liars. I don't mean that I like people who are. But it's all innocent. It really is. So coming off of that, what the word is coming up for me is is freedom. You know, um, people do talk and scream about freedom and fight for freedom and kill for freedom and all sorts of these weird goings on for freedom. You know, um, I kind of think people don't want to be free, really. Um, but what would you think of that? Yeah, self, self doesn't want freedom at all. No. No. Self wants control and power. Self wants to be autonomous. And autonomous means I, I do what I like and I, I have control and I manage my little universe. Even in spiritual and, uh, freedom, though, you know, the freedom well, of spirituality I, I, I'd be pertaining to. Well, the, the whole notion of spiritual freedom, in, in usually in spirituality, is is terribly bounded. It's not it's not a freedom at all. It's within. It's always within the limits of 
whatever whatever school or religion or context that you've you've studied that aspect of spiritual freedom i don't have any sense that i'm speaking about spirit that you know one of the great one of the great dualities is that there's material and spiritual and there's a dichotomy you know there's a split or that the you know within the material is a spiritual essence you know a uh, like a I don't know, a life essence that is spiritual. The whole, the, you know, with human beings, we call it soul or spirit. This, this whole notion, notion that there's something hidden, because what spiritual really says is this can't be it. There's much more to life than we can, than can be um, perceived. And there's no sense of that at all. That that is that uh, for me that's the that's the real essence of the message of non-duality is that what we've called spiritual and what we called material are not two. Of all the not twos, that's that's the one that because that really does kill seeking. That's dead as a dodo. Right, it's blown right out of the water. This fucking this is this is the most spiritual that this can get. <laughs> And then well, what are you going to look for after that? There's nothing. And it's also the death of that awakening experience as well. That just becomes just another, another memory. So I can remember scoring a hat-trick in a, in a cup semi-final, and I can remember that awakening experience. One is no more significant than the other anymore. Whereas what I'd done with the awakening is, of course, that was... One was mundane. It was in a football match, a very physical, material reality. And the other one was of a, a whole new spiritual dimension that maybe I could access and maybe I could live there. It's astounding, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. It's... Um... The, you, I'm coming back to a question you asked me ages ago and I just thought I never answered it. You said about... Um, getting accustomed to this or acclimatized or yeah. grounded in this and and really what happened what seemed to take a long time to get used to again we're just storytelling but in the story it took a long time to get used to everything being empty the emptiness was overwhelming and I couldn't it was just and I felt I desperately wanted to communicate that to somebody I wanted to I wanted to scream at everyone. Can you not see it? Can you, can you not, you know, because everything yeah. was, because, and over time, it just, it just, I don't know, you just get used to it. I guess the emptiness just becomes, it's like a normalizing. So on one set, I mean, how, how contradictory. On one level, I say there's no time. And on the other say I get used to it. Well, that is how this is. You stop worrying about being, of contradicting yourself. Yeah, because anything you say will will make sense or not sense. It doesn't really matter if you talk gobbledygook, because it's just what's, you know, if you're trying to make something, everybody's looking to understand and for, for you know, yeah, for everything to fit into the box. And it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, because a lot of people still think that I understand or that Tony understands or Jim understands. Or, you know, Lisa understands or 
Kenneth understands or whoever else you've listened to and you go, oh, if only I had that understanding. Well, the whole, if you listen to them, they're all fucking saying, this is nothing to do with understanding. I don't understand. I don't know what I'm talking about. They, they, you could say that everyone who speaks about this, they have their own flavor and they yeah. it's, it's spoken as a character speaks. But this, the not knowing, which is the not understanding, is the same thing. <laughs> Is that is the absolute core of the message? That's that's really that's the bit, and it is so not heard by how virtually no seekers hear that fucking bit. They hear <laughs> they hear the peace, the love, any juice, the not knowing, the not understanding, the not getting it. No one virtually, you know, it's like dismissed. Yeah, but you've got it. Have you not been listening? No, there is no one to get it. There's no getting this. It's got. Yeah, it, there's there's a there's an energy. There's an energy to get something. We're programmed to get things. Yeah. To understand things. Actually, Tim, could I actually? There's there's actually never has been any understanding anyway, has there? No, no. Yeah. Just the, yeah. No. Yeah. The the illusion. What we're calling me is that illusion of knowing and understanding. Yeah. So anytime anybody has ever understood something or thought they understood something, they never have. No. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? I mean, it is dreadful. It's dreadful. But, well, I, you know, you could say absolutely no, they haven't. But relatively, of course, they have. Again, it's contradictory because relatively they have. You know, if if you came up with a, a new... I don't know. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a, you know, astrophysicist, but if you came up with a new theory for black holes and, you know, you worked out this unbelievably complex mathematical theorem for it, I mean, yeah, hats off, looks like knowledge, looks like understanding, means fuck all. <laughs> But that doesn't mean to say you can't appreciate. Because <laughs> I do I do have an appreciation for science that I didn't have. Really? Honestly. <clears throat> I, honestly, yeah, yeah, that's genuine. And I do, yeah. Because what, again, what spirituality tends to do is then poo-poo science because science is material knowledge, seemingly. And, of course, spiritual knowledge is much superior, higher, is on a higher plane altogether, you know. And of course, self will, loves that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I tell you what, you know, that spirituality won't, you know, deliver you a Zoom meeting. But yeah, whoever yeah. made whoever made this laptop, you know, it's it's quite incredible, isn't it? On the relative level, on the you know, relatively, yeah. And it actually makes it even more incredible. I mean, it's incredible that, that we can talk like this. I appreciate technology because only for it, I wouldn't have heard any of these teachings and stuff. I no. really, you know. Well, no, me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. YouTube. I mean, YouTube. I mean, <laughs> if you're if you're a seeker, I mean, it's it's quite dreadful as well because you can be an addict, and um, you know, most people use the internet. Most blokes just use it for pornography. But if you get bitten by this message, then pornography comes a poor second place to watching. 
Tony Parsons videos. And talking about addictions, that's like an extreme form of self, isn't it? Though, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this, this, this message can definitely be addictive. But it's a different sort of. There's, there's never an ending point to the seeking. There's never, it's never resolved. Oh. You know. No. Um, but it's the ultimate thing that's never resolved. Well, th- well, it's, it's much worse. Than- it's worse. Because, Can you call yeah, it worse, though? I mean, no, this is worse because this this has no resolution. Does it feel worse for you? I mean, no, no, it's much better. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What I, I, mean I just totally is, lost there. But, no, for a seeker, it's you know, it's worse than you know. The seeking can't be resolved. the the re, The seeming resolution is that there is no resolution because this this isn't this isn't a resolution. This doesn't. This isn't an end point, you know. This isn't a landing place. This isn't. Um, this is just the impossibility of resolution. But that's not an end either. Understanding no. that. No, because this doesn't. <laughs> Can I say? Is anything you say, Tim? Is it true? <laughs> it just came into my mind. It's like you know. It's you for know, some reason. I'll answer as honestly as I can. Yeah, John. yeah. I, I don't. I, know. I don't mean that in like a no, derogatory I, sense. No, I mean, I, I, no, I, mean I get it. it. A, I get yeah. it. I mean, so is it true? I'm a liar. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know. No, it's not true. As in, in any sort of absolute way. No, not at all. Yeah. No, not a word of it. And it doesn't that? mean it's not true either, does it? You no, know? not yeah. at all. There is no yeah. true and untrue. So what is it? What? what? I'm just trying to see. I have to use contrast oh, to try and put. This well, across. yeah, and I get that, and um, I, it just makes me think of UG Krishnamurti. I love him, the barking dog. Yeah. So you just said. So what is this? Well, is Tim barking yeah. or Tim singing? Yeah. Well, how lovely, you know. Seemingly, in this, <laughs> in this play, we get to, you know, we get to sing and dance for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that is it, really. You know. Yet it feels so fascinating. Even now, there's like an energy. It's like a yeah. You know, I, it's not dull. This is not dull, is it? I mean, it's this is God. How is this yeah. dull? No. How is life dull? Mm. I mean, life is dull for me because I say it's dull. That's why it's yeah. dull. And life, and I say life could be much more exciting than it is. Well, the truth is, then this is the truth. Now, this is the truth, John. I'm taking the piss. I'm, I'm, take, I'm going to take Yeah, this is the truth. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Yeah, this is the truth. <clears throat> Tell me. It couldn't, it couldn't be. <laughs> it couldn't be more exciting than it is. For the very fucking obvious reason, it is as it is, and there's shit all else. Now, we are talking about the most <laughs> direct, obvious fact that every human being is absolutely aware of, but will always deny. Self will always deny that there is no other time. There is no other, no other moment. There is no other life. There is no other happening. There is, there is nothing else other than just simply this, however boring, mundane, exciting, blissful, hideous, terrifying, however, like, this is the lot. We all know it. It's utterly undeniable. The open secret, I think. Is it Tony? Absolutely. Yeah, that's open, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a great phrase. Yeah, it's a great phrase. Yeah. Tim. It's, the secret is <laughs> that there is no secret. Well, there's, there's not, there aren't any human beings who don't know this. Human beings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we're all verbs. It's like a. 
I, li- I like I like the analogy of electricity, you know, light bulbs and it's all different shapes and sizes, yet the electricity, we can never know what electricity is. That's the nearest I can come of describing it for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, yeah, I love it. The, yeah, we, we pretend that we know electricity just like we pretend we know human beings. Yeah. And of course, the biggest pretense of all is I know myself. That's the pretense. It's just not true. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's nothing to know. No. Tim, it's I really enjoyed the conversation with you. It's been uh, yeah, me too. It's been a pleasure, John. Yeah, thank you. I've I've had quite a long day, so I'm a little bit hysterical, slightly. Okay. So I'm, I'm sorry if I got a bit sweary there. Yeah, I can do that. It's you. You're taught. You're allowed to. I'm allowed. It's, it's, your, it's, it's it actually adds a bit of color. You know. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what we call it here. You're a bit of color. You yeah, know? I like a bit of color. A bit of color. Uh, leave your your details in the description, and you've got a website, timplistthis.com. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to put yeah. that in the description as well. Oh, lovely. Thanks. Do you do retreats, Tim, and online meetings or such? So I did what? a retreat the weekend before last, which was great. That was the first time I'd done that. And then, uh, and I do weekly meetings on a Thursday at 7 p.m. Okay, and they can get in contact with you on the website. Details of that are on my Facebook page uh, on the website. And uh, yeah, and if anybody wants to, um, if you go to the website, then you can email me. And oh, there's a newsletter as well. I have a monthly newsletter. Yeah, how funny. Love it. Tim. All the news. All yeah. the news about what's happening. About what's happening or not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Thanks so much, Tim. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. No, I really enjoyed it, John. Cheers, bud. Real nice to meet you. Take care. Thank you for joining us on our podcast, and we very much hope you enjoyed us. If you did, please subscribe for more on your chosen platform. And also, if you'd like to keep in contact, please hit us up on social media. So folks, until next time, please take care and we hope you join us soon.